0: this time on the rule right radio podcast with new york mike what the right and the left want we're going to argue over and fight over and so it goes until we see the essence of the education of our children the education of our children being used as the means by which either side is distorting that to their ends okay left or right we've got to protect the purity the honesty and the quality of that education the precious minds of our future from being programmed or brainwashed in any way it's the basics of reading, writing, arithmetic, science, chemistry, biology, in its purest, not theoretical forms, that will give our youth the foundation to learn from the ever-increasing body of knowledge that's come before us, you know, untainted by the opinions or politics of left or right. Trousers and motorcycle boots and a black leather jacket with his name on the back. He does a patriotic podcast called Roll Right Radio. His name is New York Mike and welcome to the show. This is Roll Right Radio, I'm New York Mike and welcome to the podcast. So the other day, when the last podcast we did, I, I love the content, but I was experimenting doing the show prep. By recording it and then listening to it, so I recorded it and listened to it, and I liked it so much. But there was a lot of noise in the background. It it actually, it, it, it like I said, we've been experimenting with different microphones and headsets and different things. That wasn't that. That was experimenting with doing the podcast at the uh, yeah, and but then I this I, I said you know what I I, I don't think I could do the content much better I, I hope that it wasn't distorted so much that it took away from what i had to say but you know there, there's so much going on there's so much i want to say and everybody you, you can listen to every pundit every talking head and there's a lot of them and, and a lot of them are such such good people my conservative brethren just although you may not agree with everybody on fox i get it and everybody's going to have something to say but there's a lot of stuff going on and sure i could point to one or two here or there i don't agree with but not agreeing with people is not the same as being so disagreeable as the left wing of this country and that's the problem the problem is they don't they don't make it an honest debate the left wing has the whole media forget about the Hollywood and the film industry and this and that just the news media alone it, it, it weighs so heavily on the opinions of so many people who don't have the time to, to get into all this stuff but I gotta tell you what, it, what we're noticing is more and more and again you could thank COVID and and the lockdowns which are horrible horrible but it exposed what was going on in the schools it exposed so much of the left wing's agenda and how they were getting it in, I, I don't even want to say sneaking it in, because I'm not sure if they were sneaking it in. When the whole the teachers' union, the NEA, with all those people, just come out and just say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna teach CRT to all these kids. We're gonna teach this gender fluidity, or a boy, or a girl, whatever you want to be. And you're five years old, so maybe it's a good time to start making these transitions." And they're out there doing it. They did not make a secret out of it. They did not try to hide it. But we don't spend enough time going through the curriculum, looking, being circumspect of everything going on, especially with our kids. But there are so many so many things that differentiate us, the left and the right. But there's, there's, there's so many, we think things are bad. Don't get me wrong, they are. But we think they're bad right now when they've, they've been so much worse in the past. The problem is, it seems to me, that... The, the, not just the left, but America is being sold this bill of goods. You know, oh, if you're a minority, you got to vote for the Democrats. If you're black or Hispanic or whatever, oh, if you have a heart, you got to vote for the Democrats. Oh, they're so good. And now they're being exposed. But, you know, things itself, you know, right, right now we, we, we are our, worst, our own worst enemy as, as a nation. We are defeating ourselves. We're bringing ourselves down emotionally and spiritually. The morale of the country is is so bad. Well, how do we, how do we play what's going on in Ukraine? I mean, is it, is it a total proxy war or do we engage against a wounded Russia, a wounded enemy? We see what's going on. The, the, the Ukraine is, has risen up and stood up against the Russians, beat them down, they're in an impasse right now. Yeah, it's more likely that the Russians will be able to regroup, reorganize, Re-weaponize their forces and get out and do it, but you don't know that. So what do we do? Is and they do we have real leadership? Here's Biden saying, "Okay, five trillion, five billion, five this, that, thirty billion, billion, We don't, and he just comes so. There is no real ongoing policy. He's not in Putin's face, you know. He's not. He's not out there being the force that the United States can and should be. You know, or, or do we engage? Do do we at some point? Do we help that struggling ally by really standing up? Do we just stand by, accept the outcome? Okay, we're going to send stuff. And by the way, it's kind of a day late and a dollar short. Now, maybe it's not a dollar short anymore. We've suddenly decided to give them, both Democrats and Republicans, just throw money at it and nothing else. Well, what have we done? I mean, everybody looks and says, yeah, NATO is getting together. We've kind of galvanized our friends and, and... But really? Is NATO really stepping up? Are they really all engaged the way they should be? The way Donald Trump whipped them into shape? You're going to come up with your 2% each and every country. You're going to step up. You're going to do... What would, what would Donald do? WWDD. What would Donald do right now? Standing up... To, he'd be standing... He'd be in Putin's face. He would be... He'd be fortifying NATO, not by throwing money at him, but by just giving them that spine. They really don't seem to have but and then by the way I have a lot of friends knowledgeable people who think Ukraine's at fault that they're corrupt that them and we should have seen this coming and be prepared to a compromise from the beginning I I, I understand what they're saying but I see an unprovoked invading force doing what Hitler's Germany did or in my war or I was in what Ho Chi Minh and the North Vietnamese did we botched those two we could have nipped World War II in the butt before it even happened. Had, had, we had, had FDR and Neville Chamberlain just sitting back. It took Winston Churchill to, to energize. And then, and then, of course, it took Pearl Harbor to bring us into it. But what about now, okay? But, but no matter what we do, can a divided nation pursue a common cause unless it's an enemy at our door? We united after 9-11. Then went our separate ways when some didn't like the, uh, the Bush's claim of WMD. Remember when Afghanistan was the good war? I do. I was on the radio in San Diego. And you, you got a radio talk show. And you get people from the left and the right. Now, clearly, the majority of calls I got were supportive of, of my conservative beliefs. But I got a lot of people that would call me up and bash what we were doing in Iraq, but then say, hey, What we're doing in 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 Afghanistan—that's that's that's the right thing. They didn't find the WMDs, but do remember, I do remember, when Afghanistan was, by the left and right, but mostly those lefties. Oh, that was a good war. (laughs) Well, we had sixteen years of Vietnam, twenty years of Afghanistan, and what about Syria, Taiwan, China, Iran, the the aforementioned Russia? Is is diversity the answer to peace through strength? Seems to me Obama spent more time focusing on his March Madness brackets than on America's foreign policy. So th- Trump stepped in, did, did the right thing, but Obama domestically, he provided little leadership on critical issues like immigration, homeland security, or defense. He, he, he let our military become less capable and our place in the world too weak, to demand the needed trade policies for success that President Trump had to fix. And he did. He fixed it. You know, he spent a lot of money rebuilding a, a really depleted military. He can, he, he, his continuation, of not Trump, Obama's, continuation of the, of the valuing the dollar and our energy resource, it, it also contributed to a declining economy. And, and the coming inflation that's taken hold now, it cost a lot to, to, to revise things and change things, to rebuild. you got to remember what we had to spend to rebuild our, our depleted energy sources. Trump did that, to rebuild our military. But nothing was worse than Obama's identity politics. That's, that set the stage for this current racial divide. We've got to get past this. Trump's efforts, his great American... American first policies were undermined by Biden and, and Trump's peace in the Middle East policies are now at risk. As Biden learning with Iran, he's kowtowing to Russia and China. And of course, this can and will be fixed if the Republicans take over with a mandate that's veto proof. For 224, we have a deep bench, but we still have we still have this election coming up. Let's not sit back and think it's automatic. Let's make sure that we're motivated to do what it's gonna take. We've got, we had it. We had it, fell apart under Obama. We brought it back under Trump. Yeah, people got angry, they got mad, they they liked all that that, that stuff Obama was doing and saying, you know, oh, America's a bad place. And and, and, and it, it, it allowed other people, it brought on the Kaepernick's and all the other people say, yeah, this is terrible. This is a racist country. And And now, now we have a president and the vice president and a whole Democrat party that's, echoing those thoughts like they were, they were held back, they were held back for those four years of Trump when it was America first, we were all proud, we had that spring in our step and we believed in this country and we were going to be great again and, 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 and that was a big factor, we were going to be great again and I know so a lot of people say to me, we were always great Mike, you know what? We were with there was a decline, a decline in the morale, a decline in our military, a decline in, in our in our energy resources, and a decline in our belief in ourselves as as the greatest nation in civilization. And then it was like, let's make this country great again. And that was that was what the fight was all about. Four years and then boom, here came here came the Chinese virus. And But we we were still, we were coming back. We got that vaccine. We had that Operation Warp Speed, get this done. America was coming back, leading the world again. But you know, then there was that election. And that election, it was stolen. It's my opinion. Now, every one of us in this country have the right of our opinion. And I don't care what these Democrats say. The big lie? The big lie to me is that well, Biden, won. Yes, he's the president. How did that happen? So we went to Washington to protest. Something's wrong. I don't care who the lawyers were, the Giuliani's or the Sidney Powell's or whoever. Doesn't matter to me. I didn't need them to tell me something's wrong. We got 75 million documented votes. <laughs> how did how did Joe Biden get 81 million votes? How did that I didn't see... I didn't see Joe Biden campaigning. He was in the basement. Nobody was excited about Joe Biden. Nobody was excited about his presidency. I know the left hated Trump, but we got 75 million votes. That was, that was like what? Over 10 million more than he got in 2016? So I'm looking at it and I'm saying something's wrong. And we went to Washington and we protested. I went to Ellipse Park. A lot of my friends went to the, to the Capitol. The ones I know didn't go in. Some people got carried away, vandalized things, paying the price. But you know what? It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a, a national revolt. Nobody went in there to, to take back the country or stop I I mean yeah, we didn't want we didn't want the, the election. We didn't want it to say it was approved. Wait a minute, well, there's a process. There's a there's a legal process that the the Republicans were ready to stand up and say no, that, that wasn't those those votes didn't happen in Pennsylvania. They didn't happen in Georgia. They didn't happen in Arizona. They didn't happen in Wisconsin. Something was wrong and we need to find out. The way that was going to go and what, but once those people wrecked the Capitol, it hurt us as much as them. So we, we all condemn what happened. Watching to the Capitol and protesting, standing outside and letting them know we're out there and we know they cheated. We know it was rigged. We know it was wrong. That was the right thing to do. Not vandalizing it, not breaking in, not breaking down the doors and windows and going to the Pelosi's desk. I mean, it, it was stupid. It was childish. It was juvenile. It was wrong. But it wasn't a revolution. So here comes these Democrats. And what are they doing? They're doing exactly what they did for all four years of the Trump presidency. First, they went with the gate, Russia, 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 two, three years of, of investigating, spending money. What, 19? attorneys, 30, 35, $40 million, whatever they spent. It was crazy. It was crazy. Did everything they could to impede the, at least the first year, the first two years of the Trump presidency, which enabled them to take back Congress. So now, and then, and then they had this, the second and first impeachment, the second impeachment, the second one was over a freaking phone call with the Ukraine, and there was nothing wrong with that phone call. You, you had a bunch of partisan hacks standing up and making these statements and that's all it was partisan hacks that's what that impeachment turned out to be when you get the majority in congress is that the way they use your majority because that's what they did and that's all they did the russia gate situation didn't work okay we're gonna we're gonna let's do an impeachment that'll distract them boy it didn't distract didn't distract trump May have distracted a lot of other people. Didn't distract Trump. And then the next impeachment over the phone call with Zelensky, that didn't, <laughs> didn't distract Trump, but may have distracted a lot of other people. Now, what are they doing? They are so afraid. The only outcome that can happen from these impeachment, or whatever these hearings are, whatever they call them, I mean, whatever, it all it could do is keep Trump. If they condemn him, or find him guilty of something, which so far I've seen no evidence of that. None. None. But if they, even if they did, it could only stop him from running for president. That's the most they can get out of these hearings. And why are they so obsessed with that? Why do they keep on when we have all these other issues to talk about? Yeah, I mentioned... What's going on in the Ukraine? Do we go to war? Do we do we take advantage of a wounded enemy? Do we sit there? Do we just watch? Do we spend more money and do nothing? What do we do? What do we do about inflation? What do we do about energy? What do we do about the border? What are the Democrats doing? Hearings. I think there's been seven of them now, and there's going to be more. Hearings about January 6th. I was there. My friends were there. We did not want to destroy. This wasn't a revolution. Stop it with this it's ridiculous but you know you look at it and i go they just duff protest too much they do they're coming up over and over and over with with a choreographed hearing process all seven of them choreographed carefully it's you know how it's so true and how often do we quote the Shakespeares, the Mark Twains, the Homers of our world <laughs> Were truer, truer words ever spoken than those spoken by by these leaders? They just protest too much, and they do—they're giving it away. I—I I, I, I don't understand it, but it, it, it's funny how we how we we look in the past, and and you know we we take the words of the scholars. The scientists, the writers, you know, the great literature that brought us here, and we, and we look back. But you know, it's interesting. Einstein was a obviously a great mathematician, but isn't his this theory of relativity that that's so quoted these days? For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. That's always always been attributed, or well, most, lots of times, to um, to, to Einstein. What um, what he really said. Things only have importance in relation to other things. That's actually the theory of, of, of relativity. Time and space are not absolute. No. It, it's a statement he most probably made that doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. That's the one that we talk about, Einstein. <laughs> well, you know, what if Einstein's theory of re- relativity or, or the famous MC squared... What? What? what, Those aren't... Why is it that this is the statement that's most commonly quoted? Why not his theories of special relativity and general relativity, published in 1905 and 1915, a 10-year gap, by the way, a 10-year gap between special relativity and general relativity, okay? So in 10 years, here's this great mathematician. He's, 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 He's working hard. He's doing these formulas. You ever see these these, you know, the, the boards, the, the blackboards, the formulas. All Can you imagine 10 years worth of that to come up with this second, you know, published papers in 1915, okay? Not, not better known and, and certainly not generally understood as much as <laughs> doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. That's Einstein, okay? Well, he wasn't, he wasn't a psychiatrist. What exactly is the formula of um, E, that's energy, (laughs) equals mc squared. Quantum physics is the study of the smallest thing in the universe, particle wave relativity. A a single grain of sand contains more atoms than all the grains of sand on earth. Yeah, that's quantum physics. Think about it, the study of the smallest things in the universe, That's, that's small. A grain of sand contains more atoms than all the grains of sand on Earth. The point is threefold. First, science scientists spend a lot of time disproving Einstein's theory. The general relativity and the special relativity, 05, 015, 016, and, and they spend time trying to understand that although artificial intelligence can beat the best chess players and other great human minds, there is still the intangible benefit of our minds we call okay intuition or instinct that robots or computers don't and can't share that gives us an unbeatable edge with their trying they're trying to find they're trying to identify or and access of course the action or reaction theory is actually Isaac Newton's, you know, for every action there's an equal and option opposite reaction. It was actually Isaac Newton's third rule when he discovered gravity, often attributed to Eisenhower because it was essential, a word we learned during the COVID lockdown, essential by the way, but it was essential to Einstein's studies and discoveries, which of course led to the atomic bomb and nuclear physics, which theories are now being disproved by some, okay? The point is, Without Newton, there's no Einstein. With all that went before Newton, there's no Newton. And without today's scientists, there's no future. So where are these scientists coming from? If our schools are consumed with CRT, gender and multi-gender fluidity, if our worship of God is ridiculed by atheists, separating all of us from church, quote-unquote church, synagogue, mosque, whatever, not just, it's not saying that the state, is being separated from the church, from interfering. This, this, the separate church and state, so separate, separate the state from interfering with the church. That's, that's the way I see it. Can we better prove or disprove the theory of God by pursuing things like quantum physics or quantum physics? Think about it. Like I said, one, one grain of sand has more atoms than all the grains of sand on the planet, okay? And this all came from the ancients. That came before the Isaac Newtons and the Einsteins. All the Socrates, Aristotle, Archimedes, could could Copernicus, Euclid, the father of geometry, many of these feed off the previous. That's it. And that's all we do. Many come to dispute, dispute, and disprove some of the things that came before. So why do we blindly accept? Disputed theory like global warming and 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 just just irrationally act on it when physics shows us the universe is constantly changing. Are we as reactionary as the humans of centuries and centuries ago whose knee jerk reaction gave us the believers necessary for the wars and the conquests that formed the empires and nation states of today? Wouldn't we Shouldn't we rather support the ever questioning and evolving, the changing, it's always changing science rather than the cultist, the type of science that we have today funded by grants just to prove politicians correct. That's what's going on. That's what's going on. All these, you know, everybody say, oh, we have science. What kind of science tells me that there's all these genders? I'm sorry. But, you know, it's like I've said before, I'm a a person that likes to think for myself. And you you can't prove to me. Now, you know, if you watch television, you saw this uh, law professor from Stanford, some prestigious college on television, arguing with, uh, I think it was Senator Hawley from Missouri, saying that men can have babies. Men can have babies. Men can't get pregnant. It can't happen. What, what she's trying to argue is that if a, a girl, a female, a woman decides she wants to be a man, okay, so she's going to identify as a man, and she can get pregnant, so a man can get pregnant. And she's in there arguing that adamantly, and there are children looking. There are people from all over the country watching this, listening to this. She's teaching this in whatever prestigious... You know, Stanford, Harvard, I don't care. She, she's not the only one. <laughs> if there's one of these, there's more. I'm not going to call it names, but I'd like to because I, I think that's dangerous. Sure, I get that you could say, make the argument look, if a, if a woman is still a woman, but she wants to identify as a man, so she's going to, whatever she's going to do, she still retains all those female parts that allows her to get pregnant. Okay. Make your case. And, and is, is that a major part of our the makeup of our population? Is, is that like a, a new wave? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't want to get into the scientific details of what keeps a woman a woman. Now, she can identify as a guy, but she's still a woman. It's two genders, and I think that that professor just proved it, as many others have, as they stand up and rant and rave about their their multi-gender. There may be multi-identities. Oh yeah, I get that. Lots of identities. You're going to identify as a werewolf and go howling at the moon. That doesn't make you a werewolf. Well, maybe it does. But, but, but this is this is the problem, because there are people. There are people called scientists, and and. They they work. They make their money by getting government grants. There's, I guess there's not a lot of private industry. Not enough to hire these scientists. They, they, you would think there would be, though. You know, with all the money that these industries make from creating all these new sciences, but I, I guess they're all they're all leaning on government funding somehow, some way. Certainly, you know, we see all these grants that these uh, professors. And scientists get they work for colleges and they teach and they get funded by politicians now a politician who's trying to prove that you know global warming is an existential threat to the survival of the world and we need to get rid of fossil fuels and all they're not going to pay money to somebody who's going to prove the obvious the the opposite but why do we allow them to have this ability to prove their point by using our tax dollars to fund subjective research. I, I just don't think it's right. I, I think that we need to have, we need to have objectivity, objectivity in our scientists rather than cultists funded by grants just to prove politicians correct. Why have we allowed our universities to become bastions of liberal politics? And how much damage has that done? Does it threaten our survival as a nation or just as, or, you know, or just, our, or just our progressive heritage? Yeah, there it is. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. The more progress we make towards modernity, freedom, freedom of the individual, and free speech, the more pushback we get. The right wants energy, the left wants less carbon and more, quote unquote, renewables. Renewables. The right wants to worship God. The left wants to deny God and restrict the celebration or presentation of God. The right wants freedom of speech and expression. The left insists on canceling the speech they don't approve of, hate speech, the wrong pronouns. The right wants to choose life. The left wants to choose abortion. And so it goes until we see the essence. Yeah, I mean, that's what's out there. We see it. I'm not saying we accept it. Willingly, maybe we accept it reluctantly, but we seem to be accepting it. There's still, still a cancel culture. They still fire people who have don't allow their correct pronouns. I mean, it's just the way it is. And yes, the right, for the, for the very vast most part, wants to choose life, and the left wants to choose abortion. That's what it is. They don't have, they don't don't say freedom of choice because they don't, they say freedom of abortion. That's what they want to have. So it's not their choice, it's their abortion. So if it keeps on going, we'll argue and we'll do But when it goes to the very essence of the education of our children, if they're being used as the means by which either side is distorting that to their ends, we've got to protect the purity, the honesty, and the quality of that education. The precious minds of our future from being programmed, brainwashed in any way. It's, it's the basics. The, the, what the right and the left want, we're going to argue over and fight over. And so it goes until we see the essence of the education of our children. The education of our children being used as the means by which either side is distorting that to their ends. Okay? Left or right. We've got to protect the purity, the honesty, and the quality of that education, the precious minds of our future, from being programmed or brainwashed in any way. It's the basics of reading, writing, arithmetic, science, chemistry, biology, in its purest, not theoretical forms, that will give our youth the foundation to learn from the ever-increasing body of knowledge that's come before us. You know, untainted by the opinions or politics of left or right. That's what will enable them to forge our own path forward, unencumbered by, you know, facts which are just opinions pushed on them, but they, they, they need to be exposed to them. They're not really facts. They need to be exposed as our interpretation of facts. We can do that. We can talk about the things we believe in. The left can talk about global warming. We could talk about our belief in God. And we we all, we're free to do that, we should do that. We have responsibilities if we believe in these things. But we have to teach our children. These are interpretations of the facts. A person can only appreciate the validity of anything when they realize that they have the ability and even the responsibility to question everything argue debate negotiate believe what you will share your beliefs but do not force those beliefs on others which is exactly what our government's doing today you cannot force love or acceptance you cannot distort justice you cannot dictate others beliefs to prove something wrong you you've got to provide evidence not just shout louder or force your opinion as our military is doing right now as the left is doing with their identity politics. It, it's just, it's hurting our country. You cannot change my choice to believe in God or to challenge you, your concept of global warming being man-made or existential. Yeah, I'm gonna challenge it. Yeah, you, 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 you can't tell me that global warming is, is man-made and existential. You can't, it may be existential, but it's existential if you're telling me that, you know, the planets are, are going to collide. A black hole is going to... I mean, those are the things. But that, that has to be proven by science. You you can't challenge my belief in God. You can, you can prove the world, the universe, a planet exists through real science or that the planet may be threatened. But you must have well-educated and objective science to do that. You must accept that it will take a lot of generations to get there you can you can choose your reality but you cannot distort the truth only time hard work and the acceptance of the reality of others as valid of your as yours will do that that's it you you've got you've got to accept my beliefs you got you, you you can't invalidate them because you don't agree if you want to go to the drawing board, you want to go to the mat, that mat is not you just whatever, uh, your, your ability to, like I said, shout louder or have the government on your side by electing more politicians that agree with you. You're, you're just going gonna to wreck this country. You're going to wreck our future. It's, you, the, the objectivity of science should be just as important to you as it is to me. Now, I'll, I'll argue my belief in God with your belief in no God. Now, you know, there are people who are uh, agnostic. Well, maybe there's a God, maybe there's no God. I'll find out when I die. Okay, those people don't care. It it, it doesn't matter to them. They're like, well, maybe there is and maybe there isn't. We're going to find out, aren't we? Okay, but don't deny my belief in God. Don't tell me that I can't. Celebrate God in a in a public way, especially on certain holidays. When I grew up, I'm a Jew. And around Christmas time, there was a crutch. The there's the the baby Jesus being born, and the wise men, you know the the whatever, everywhere. Didn't didn't affect me. Didn't make me think I was wrong. I just appreciate that. That's how my Christian friends celebrated these holidays. And if there was something that we would do that celebrated in a public square someplace in some Orthodox Jewish part of Brooklyn or whatever, I didn't think twice of it. I wasn't trying to get into, my, into the face of some Christian friends to say, see? see, that's the way. No, no, we can argue up and back. You know, they used to accuse me of killing Jesus all the time. <laughs> I, got, I got into a few pushy matches and a couple of fights over that because, and these are friends of mine but people have different feelings about things, that's natural but then you want to grow up and uh, you know what, I don't want any of these symbols anymore I mean, are you going to remove the crosses from the cemeteries? I will guarantee you that there are liberals out there who want to do that from national cemeteries, I'll bet you there's a movement to get that done, because that's how these people are. They're so fanatical about their quote-unquote beliefs. It's, it's like their reaction to Ro- the, the Supreme Court. Okay, when the Supreme Court gets together, the nine judges, and they come up with things that I disapprove of and you approve of, that's okay. I'm not gonna burn down buildings. I'm not gonna stamp my feet and throw rocks at things. I'm an American. I love my country. I accept what's going on. And that's it. You, the left in this country, you are so sure that your opinion, that your definition of freedom is a woman who can kill her baby. Now, again, I am not one to make abortion illegal across the board everywhere. I'm not. Whether it's rape incest, the life of the mother, whatever things we can agree to. During the first 12 weeks, during the first three weeks, during the first 20 weeks, whatever, you know, that's, people agreeing. That's how you, that's that's how you, you form a country. That's how you go forward. Agreeing that each state has the right to their own, and then don't tell me that, oh, it's not fair, because if I live in, you know, outside of New York, I have to drive to another state to get, well, that's the way it goes. I have to go to another state to avoid, the ridiculous laws that I suffer under here in California. I've got that choice. I may make that choice. We talk about it all the time, but that's the way it goes. It's America. Different states have different laws. Why is the laws about abortion any different than the laws about taxes or certain rules and regulations? I mean, the laws they just passed in California that restrict truck owners from being in business I, I'm, I'm not familiar with all of it but it was only passed a few weeks ago it's a hateful law it, it, it puts all these truck truckers out of business thousands and thousands of them so what's their choice obey the law break the law move to another state i mean so going in and, and and saying that 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 we're wrong that that the, we, the, the America doesn't have freedom or all the women in America don't have freedom because you don't like that law that's just not right saying that our children that they've got to learn about crt critical race theory, learn about how america how bad America is the sixteen nineteen that's not our history that's your opinion of our history. history are events and things that happen and then we're we're able. If, if, we, if we're educated correctly, we're able to go home, read more, do more work on, on all these things. That's why we're encouraged, or I was, to read books. Tom Sawyer, We read all, all these things. Learn about America in those earlier times, not through the opinion of some 1619 project or some CRT teacher that wants to say, oh, you're white, so you're, you're, a, you're a racist? What happened in America when it happened is history. What did we do about it? Where we are? Where do we go? How do we get there? And where we're going? Those are things you learn in school. Objectively, it doesn't come with the opinion by a teacher that we're a racist nation. It comes by teaching kids how to form their own opinion by teaching them how to learn by by setting an example. Here's a book. Read it. This is a textbook. Read it. This is another. And, and not a tainted textbook. You're ruining the whole country. You're talking about something that that's existential, that could cause the very end of our existence. Then you're talking about making our children into your robots, into your personal image, to to, to believe your beliefs. And you you want to give them the education to form their own beliefs. Not that each educate that each generation is each succeeding generation. It always seems goes against the generation before them. I get that. But at the same time, I think that the left seems to have perfected the concept of brainwashing, of programming instead of educating because it, it would take a long time to educate the children today with the body of knowledge that has grown. It's, it has grown so much even since I went to school. There's so much more that we've learned in the last 50 years, just add that to the 50 or 100 years before. Think about where we were in the in the 1800s, the mid-1900s, to where we are today. All that knowledge needs to be imparted to the children going to school today. They need to get that knowledge. Not your opinion of, of this great nation, but, but that's what it's, we seem to have. A lot of people who have been in my opinion,
1: brainwashed
0: to think we're a, we're a bad country. Have we done bad things? Everybody, everything, every nation, every, every, every everything. There's good and bad in all of us. Imperfection is a constant state that we all exist in. But like I've often said, and this country was founded on, continually, continually working to be a more perfect union. And there's something noble about that. And that is what makes this nation so noble. That and our acceptance of everybody's ideas and opinions. And it's a republic. It's a republic for which it stands. It's not just majority rules. That's, that's why we have an electoral college. Understand it. Get, get to understand. And, and, and the Supreme Court is what it is. You don't change it. You don't change the rules just because it didn't work for you. Because it's going to just get changed back. Try to understand these concepts and ideas. It's important to all of us. Now, I'm not going into all the, the different policy problems. I'm not going into all the, the, old, the old Biden stuff that's killing us. Hey, we, we, need to, we need to appreciate what we have in this great country. Our ability to stand up and fight back fight for our rights, fight for our children, fight for what we believe in. We were born fighting, and only by fighting, by standing up for those things that we want, not just rooting and yelling and cheering. And you got to get out there. and You have the right to do that. That's what freedom is. Freedom doesn't mean sitting on the couch watching CNN or Fox News. It means getting out and doing something about it. Tell your friends. We can overcome anything in this country. I love all my friends that have these inspirational podcasts. I talk about them a lot. I think it's essential. But I'm just assuming that if you're listening to me, you've got that backbone. You understand how important it is to believe in yourself. I'm, I'm just saying, be that force multiplier that gets everybody else to get out there and, and talk about these things. And understand that, you know, America, it's not for the meek. This country wasn't founded. By by the meek, it was founded by the by the strong, by those pioneers that were willing to take that chance, go west, young man. Yeah, well, he also took his family. What about the wives and the daughters and the the children that went out there, risked their lives, lost their lives, lost their fortunes, but kept on going? That's what America is about. We're not we're not going to continue and continue to succeed and to continue to this country by letting people who say they're not going to stand for the national anthem and get away with it. We're not going to succeed by letting people think it's okay not to salute our flag or to denigrate the nation. No, we got to stand up to these people. Not because we want to force them to agree with our policies. We just want to make sure they understand that we've all got to agree with the policies that we all agree with and they can't force us to agree with things that we don't agree with just because they do we need to stand up to these people now we have an election coming up do not take it for granted we need to win not just a majority in the house we need to win a mandate a mandate that's a veto proof majority where the president this biden guy cannot veto the things that are our (laughs) part. The conservatives, the Republicans pass. And we need, to, we need to get enough votes in the Senate so they can't, they can't get rid of what, you know, what, what, what keeps the need for 60 votes in order to overturn certain things. It's important. They can't change things without that 60-vote threshold. They need that. And we can't, we can't let them turn that over. So let's get out there, believe in ourselves, believe in this country and let these people know that they should believe in this country too it's a great country it's not a great country because because every law is the law they believe in it's a great country because they just like we have the right to fight for what we believe in i'm new york mike thanks for listening to roll right radio thanks for being there subscribing and i'll be back right now i'm out (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Roll Right Radio Podcast. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.